Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Asia Town Voice. Asia Town Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. My name is Yin, and my uh, DJ name is Bossy Lady. And here with me in studio is DJ Alexicon. Whoop, whoop. And thank goodness <laughs> this is like a radio show, otherwise he'd be checking our... Uh, our lexicon the whole time. That's right. <laughs> That's, That's a really right. bad joke. Kinda... Very bad joke. <laughs> that deserves to be deleted. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then hanging around somewhere out there in the space of his office is the ghost host, Johnny Woo. DJ Woo and DJ Bossy Lady. And DJ Lexicon. And DJ Lexicon. Are in the house. Okay. And our <laughs> special guest today is Kitty, who is here from Asia Services in Action. Hello. And before we get into the interview, um, DJ Lexicon would like to start off with impressions of the week. Impressions of the week is I had a good Christmas. Lots of food, spent time in Chicago. Really? What kind of presents did you get? Oh, I got some uh, some video shirts, games. some some video games, some firearms accessories. <laughs> Oh, that's right, because you recently <laughs> purchased a firearm. Interesting. Uh, yes, firearms. <laughs> anyway, um, but the video games, what kind of video games did you get? Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Is that the newest one? That's the latest one. You know, it, it has um, Kevin Spacey in it. And it's really, really? Yeah, it's really gripping, and they did some some advanced um, digitizing. You know, it's like really him, you know. Oh, wow. So and and I I watched the um what do you call this uh, House of Cards on Netflix so oh yeah, yeah I yeah. like him as an actor Kevin Spacey's he's uh he's interesting he's intense but at the same time everything, funny everything's like a joke yeah everything's <laughs> like a joke and then but then you realize in his eyes he's he's serious <laughs> yeah he's uh he's he's got this this quality about him yeah but, so uh, you know Christmas in Chicago just spent time with my uh, buddy and my godson and you know I usually go to Chicago three four times a year so. I decided this year that I I'll spend it there. I don't know. I, I I don't know about your buddy. I wouldn't trust any kid with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I babysit. I babysit their kids when I'm there. I well, allow them to go old? on dates. <laughs> really? How old is this kid? Uh, well, he's got four kids. You know, my godson is 17 years old. His oh. other two kids are okay. six years old and two years old. And yeah. the eldest one is in college. Yeah, the two-year-old I, I would be worried about, but the six-year-old, I pr I'm pretty sure he or she I am best buds with him. The six-year-old? The six-year-old. Is it because you have similar mentalities? or? I don't know. <laughs> I, for some reason, he, he's attached to me. He was depressed Aww. when I was uh, I was there last month, and he said, Uncle Alex, when are you going to come back? And he's like cute. distressed when I was told him, I need to leave, but I'll be back in Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told him. I told him I'll be back in Christmas. So what kind of foods did you eat? Any traditional Asian foods on Christmas? It's always traditional. Those um, Filipino pancit noodles. Mm. That's part of the staple. Mm. Ham and <clears throat> those stuff. You know. Now, um, is that house where they shot uh, A Christmas Story, is that still open for people to take tours? Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen in Facebook that it's been open now. You know, I've never been there. I think so I am might I. go. <laughs> I mean, they're still open after Christmas, right? Have you seen the movie? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I mean, everybody who grew up in Cleveland watched the movie, right? Well, yeah, I didn't grow up in Cleveland. Oh, so. oh but okay. I, I, 
I did. <laughs> so so good, you're legit. Cause yes. <laughs> but I, I only saw the I only see the first and the I, middle or the begin or the end. I never saw I that. actually met the man who played Mr. Bumpus. Really? Yeah, the guy with all the dogs, the neighbor. Wow. I don't believe he was ever in any of the scenes. I think they cut it out. But he's this old guy and he's got some crazy stories to tell. He's traveled around the world. And um, he told me about the time, I think he said he was living in Russia. One of his roommates had a pet turtle. Yes. And then one of their other friends came over and he had a, the friend had a toenail infection and he had a a swollen toe that looked like a small tomato. And uh, apparently the turtle bit his toe. So that's one of those great, yeah, this guy has some great stories. I, um, if a pet, you know, that turtle would have been soup right now. The turtle (laughs) did that to me. Believe me. But, um, but I met him because he's actually uh, neighbors with one of my other friends who actually moved, but, uh, he used to live in Lakewood. And my friend used to have bonfires in his backyard, and we would all go. And Mr. Bumpus, I can't remember his real name. We just all call him Mr. Bumpus Mr. from now. Bumpus. But yeah, but he would come over and have a beer with us and roast marshmallows and yeah. tell us stories. It was great. great. Yeah. What about you? Did you have uh, any uh, good Christmas stories oh, to tell? I did a lot of socializing on Christmas between my family. Socializing hosts. You're your host, or uh, no? Actually, I um I've been really tired this year, so I haven't done much hosting myself. It's mm. with my parents and my husband's parents and friends down in Canton. Um, even before Christmas, all the socializing has started well before Christmas, and nice. it's I'm exhausted. That's good. Yes, socializing is good. It's a way to catch up with your friends, you know. Yeah. And now people are looking towards the new year, so. Absolutely. And I guess uh, we'll start with Kitty. Do you have any impressions or any Christmas stories or Christmas plans that you'd like to share? Well, um, on Christmas Eve, my fiancé got his ACL uh, surgery. So uh, he's recovering. Christmas. Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. But nothing... I mean, usually we do things uh, at church, so... We had a church uh, Christmas celebration, um, but nothing, you know, nothing great. Overly yeah, I'm no, not like <laughs> going anywhere. So sometimes I wish it was simple. I mean, I, I'm really grateful to see family and friends and be sociable, but sometimes it's really exhausting because my husband's family lives in Canton. That's a far mm-hmm. drive. And then a lot of our friends we promised to catch up with this year also in Canton. So we've been back and forth quite a few times this year. I'm just like, I just want to stay home now. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, it's exhausting. The holidays are just like that. Mm-hmm. Really tiring. And running around. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, your fiance with his ACL surgery, is he able to get out of the house or is he confined? No, he's confined at this point. And unfortunately, I don't think he can work for a few months. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So what is he? Is he a ninja? How did he hurt himself? Oh, <laughs> okay. I wish it was like that awesome of a story. Sports, but, did, he shot, did he shoot it? Did he score that point before you know, he got injured? Why don't you guys help me make up a story that I could tell people because it's not that glamorous. Actually, it's a badminton. Like, uh, <laughs> badminton is pretty cool. Well, was he playing or he's just an audience? Well, he was, uh, he was turning to get the birdie and then it just... He it hit, his foot didn't turn. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happened to my uh, to my godson's sister too. She was playing uh, tag football. Oh, see, she's well, tag valu- football. She's a valuable player, but really? not ca- that kind of sport where you're running. So her description was: I turned, but my lower leg did not didn't, turn. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, stretching really helps. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I I mean, whenever I do anything, I focus on my toes. So then you know your feet are going to do it. Because a lot of people, when they do things, they focus on, like, their knees and their upper legs. Mm-hmm. They expect their lower body to follow. And I'm not saying that, you know, it. anybody is like, or dancers or whatever are better at controlling their body because accidents happen. But sometimes if you focus more on your lower body, then you have that connection from brain to toe. And you're less likely to get to injured. Injure. Yeah. Will that help if, I mean... Very interesting. The thing is, like, the floor had a lot of friction so i don't yeah. know will that even it does, that that does affect it it oh, does okay. affect especially if you have shoes and the shoes is really gripping the surface mm-hmm. sometimes if it's super slippery you, like you just have to be careful of your gait i mean mm-hmm. yeah if you're i don't know what he does normally but for people who move around more and they deal with like a unsuspecting floor surfaces like i've danced on i don't know how many different <laughs> kinds of pseudo stages <laughs> so you have to be really careful because if you're turning and the stage and you is don't like, know yeah, like we at Ingenuity Fest one year, it was a really cool stage. It had like three different materials. There was like a rooftop material, then there was oh, like a yeah. grainy material, then a hardwood material. And then I don't know why they put us on that stage, but it was difficult trying to dance on, on the that. rooftop material, yeah. especially. Yeah, it was like it wasn't like um, too grainy, but it was it was mostly solid. But it did catch on your shoes a lot, yeah. and it's just having to be careful with everything yep. and definitely stretching. So. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're playing sports, especially in the wintertime, don't forget to stretch. Especially if you're a little older. <laughs> D- uh, wh- what age will we say that we're old? <laughs> maybe 30 and above. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because, because uh, <laughs> you need to warm up. You, n- you really need to warm up. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm finding that I spend a lot of time warming up because I don't warm, warm up easily these days. Yeah. And <clears throat> especially in the wintertime, I notice my knees are a lot more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like, um... You know, I mostly warm up my hips and I pull or stretch out my ligaments and tendons and my ankles. I rotate them. But it's it's the knees. It's like you have to do a lot of squats. Okay, I call them squats, but actually plies. But when I say plies, people are like, huh? <laughs> but squats, you know, just bend your knees a lot. Go up and down. It works out your quads, too. So that's my little bit of a workout advice. So. <laughs> Thank you. 
Asia Services in mm -hmm. Action. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do with them? Yeah, um, I am trained as a social worker. Mm -hmm. So I graduated from um, MSAS here in Cleveland. Um, and I currently am the manager of Children, Youth, and Family Services. Okay. Uh, but that's a, just a title. Everybody basically shares roles in my department. Um, I um, am usually running our after-school program in Lakewood um, and the summer program in Lakewood parenting programs in Lakewood, and um, I'm a caseworker for domestic violence and sexual assault uh, um, survivors wow. and their um, families. So, wow. Is there a large Asian population in Lakewood? There are quite a few uh, people that we work with, mostly because we partner with the three largest resettlement agencies here mm -hmm. in Cuyahoga County, and a lot of uh, refugee, Asian refugees are resettled in and around Lakewood. Now, is it difficult for a lot of these victims to come forward and talk about their issues in the home? Definitely very difficult. Uh, I mean, it's already hard for American people, I think, um, but there's more barriers for Asian. I think okay. that's culture, right? A lot of yeah. Asians tend to keep this private because they feel that it's embarrassing to be talking yeah. about their family life. Yeah, the stigma and then just if you're limited English proficient and um, your whole life, you know, you, if you're a woman and you're a homemaker and you have many kids and you need the support of your community, you're, you're not going to say anything, you know, because that your community might frown upon it. And where are you going to go? How are you going to earn money? Right. Mm -hmm. And what kind of services do you offer the women and children? We do. Um, if they need, like, emergency shelter, we'll try to um, look for emergency shelter. Uh, we'll do... Um, <clears throat> 
um, if they want to get police involved or um, if they need some food or things like that, like case um, casework and service coordination, um, material assistance. Okay. Mm-hmm. What would you say is, uh, I, I guess you probably can't tell us these stats. I was going to ask, like, how... How often do these women separate from their husbands, I guess? Um, I've heard, and this is a general statistic, I've heard it takes um, seven attempts before people actually... Yeah, That's enormous. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, it is a difficult decision for these women as well. It's very difficult. And then you you get the um, immigration status and, like, you know, am I going to be able to become a citizen and Mm -hmm. um, who's going to take care of the kids and where am I going to go? Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. So you've seen a lot of things on your job then, huh? I mean, we have, uh, um, I mean, I I, I do see a lot of women, but there's so many people that I think we haven't been able to reach out to. And you offer language translation services as well? We have interpreting, and um, if we need certain materials translated or our partners might need assistance with that, we also have some translation available. So Okay. Yeah. Uh, besides uh, the social work, do you do any other things with Asia Services in Action or just around the community? Uh, well, I work with a lot of interns from... Uh, uh, case as mm-hmm. well as CSU and University of Akron. Um, we work with people from BW, so I, I like to try to equip other people to advocate for Asian Americans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So, and you don't have to be Asian to be an intern or work at Asian Services. That's awesome. So, if there's anybody out there who's listening who's interested, is there a website or phone number they can call? Yeah, uh, www.asiaohio.org. And um, you can give me a call, 216 881 0330, extension 202. Can we have that number again? Yeah, 216 881 0330, extension 202. And the website is asiaohio.org. Dot org. Mm-hmm. Got it. And if there's anybody out there who might know someone who doesn't speak English very well, who might need some, um, who's going through some difficult times with their domestic violence home life, uh, it, can they also reach you through that number yes. and website? Yes. Yeah, and also if uh, you just need someone to talk to, because sometimes people, <laughs> sometimes abused women don't know if they're being abused or oh, in that I see situation. What you mean. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I think that's. Uh, culture that, that's in culture mm-hmm. and sometimes uh it's not like here where more women are aware of if they're being abused but in some asian culture maybe it's not as obvious that we as, as obvious as we think it is mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. yeah so we also provide some education and outreach so if there are people um who want us to speak to the groups we're you know we're more than well, willing to go and talk and, you know, this, it's a very difficult position because in most cases, I imagine that the husband is the um, the breadwinner and is the one that's supporting the family. So to be able to tear that apart, a lot of women might feel conflicted that they're taking food out of their children's mouths mm-hmm. and they just kind of deal with it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I mean, are, is there any warning that you can give people? Like, like for an example, nothing specific that, you know, how ugly it can become if something isn't done? I think um, I think if people understand the consequence that it would have on um, their loved ones, especially their children, mm-hmm. um, then maybe they'd be more willing. 
um, but it's really hard situation in general. So, I mean, you know, we're supportive of even women who, you know, are trying, even if they cannot leave at that time, we, we are more than willing to help them in whatever way we can. So to support them, to support their um, children through it. Yeah. It has to be difficult because sometimes it's it's like there's nowhere to turn. And for a lot of the visa circumstances, I imagine, you know, the husband comes here first to get the job and then they bring the family over. And it's stressful on the husband as well. I mean, I'm not saying that it's okay to hurt people, but, you know, they're dealing with a language barrier. They're probably mm -hmm. working in jobs that are stressful and there probably might be discrimination somewhere. Yeah. And they just... Sometimes it's just an unexpected outlet. And, I, you know, I think there's still hope. I think a lot of these people, they can be coached or coaxed into understanding that a certain type of behavior isn't appropriate. Yeah, I mean, definitely transitional stress has a role to play. But, I mean, we tell women, you're under stress, too, but you don't respond the same way, you yeah. know. Um, and um, I, I think a lot of what um, we can do as um, Asian services is when people come immediately, we provide them with some education on healthy relationships and what's cultural expectations and legal things that right. kind of try to prevent these situations from occurring. Maybe it's something that had been accepted back in their country, but here kind of saying, well, this is what is accepted and not acceptable. Mm -hmm. And I think that I think that would be a great way to get through with them because a lot of them, they don't understand that it's a law to not raise your hand to someone. I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not saying that like this is a cliche or anything, but I can imagine there would be some misunderstanding there. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, um thank you for tuning in for this very uh, in uh difficult conversation to have, but uh it is after the holidays and we do want people to know that regardless of the stress of the holidays, there's always somewhere to turn if there is uh, trouble. But we're going to take a short break. DJ Lexicon is going to come back and do DJ Lexicon's corner of upcoming events. And we'll play some music and we will talk to Kitty some more. Sprung out, felt like my world was gone when he moved on. Cause he promised he'd never make me feel this way. Got it locked down, I didn't let nobody in. I was suffering till you told me everything will be okay. to do i go crazy when i'm with you more you broke me down and i'll never never thought i'd fall again oh i meant what i said when i told you that this time it's different it's perfect it's more than enough and i'll never never thought i'd fall
lumalang pagdaan ang kahit na anong hitwaan tatapusin ng panalo ang lahat ang laban niya ng pinula sa dugo ko ang gamit kong talento hindi ko sasayangin sa kung ano-ano lagi kong pagbubutihan kahit sa mapapunta hindi hindi malilimutan kung saan nagsimula tuloy-tuloy lang ang pagtulong hindi uurong sunog Galing naman ako ipapakita sa mundo Galing ng Pilipino Ipagpatuloy mo Ipagpatuloy mo Galing ng Pilipino Galing ng ating lahina Sa paladin mo Ipagpatuloy mo Galing ng Pilipino Galing mong natatang Ipagyamanin mo Tagumpay ng pamilya, pangarap makakaya Sama-sama ang lahat, patuloy ang pangarap Hawakan ang ating kamay, sabay-sabay Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Asia Town Voice. We're an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday for an hour, starting at 7 p.m. This program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans' community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. Once again, my name is Yin Tang. My host name is Bossy Lady. And DJ Alexicon is here with me in studio. What, what? And our special guest today is Kitty from Asia Services in Action. Hello. <laughs> so we were just talking about um, domestic violence support f- uh, based in Lakewood for a lot of... Well, this is actually, um, we provide support in Northeast Ohio. Oh, wow. And we even have, you know, people beyond Northeast Ohio, but yeah. So how long have you been um, in this position working with Asian Services in Action? I was actually an intern when I was in social work school from 2004 to 2005. 
、um, and I started working full time in 2006. But、um, our DVSA, our Domestic Violence Sexual Assault Program, is、um, fairly newer, maybe、um, maybe like three three years old.、Oh. And I wasn't immediately put on the position at the time. I was still working just、um, primarily in、uh, education. So, what made you、uh, choose to be in this department in particular? Well,、um, I think definitely as our organization expanded,、um, and the person—this is just a very practical thing—the、mm-hmm. person who was、um, leading the programming, she had to, she left, and so、okay. I was one on that. Yeah,、oh, nothing oh. great. Well, that's okay.、Uh, what about you? Are you originally from Cleveland? I was born in Hong Kong. Oh wow! But、oh. I was raised in this area, so Kowloon、okay. side or Hong Kong side? Ah,、uh, Kowloon. Oh, yeah. Wait, there's a difference. Oh yeah. Can you tell me? Elaborate. Can she tell? Can educate. <laughs> oh well, I think one is on the sh- uh in China on the shore, like Hong Kong is most、oh. the island, right? I don't know, Alex. <laughs> clarify. Yeah, because when I went there, you know,、um, a long time ago, when I was 14 years old, and I went to Hong Kong. Wow,、right? that was a long time ago. Long time ago, <laughs> last, like, last two, year, like 2001. <laughs>、uh, <laughs> Now we know how old he is. <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember. Oh, where are we going? Kowloon side. Wait, you were 14、side? in 2001. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, I think I'm much older <laughs> than you. <laughs> no, wait, he's lying. <laughs> he's definitely lying. <laughs> <laughs> So、uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought. But anyway, there's there's two sides,、um, Kowloon and Hong Kong side. I don't know the difference. I I'm I'm sure there's a huge difference now because this was a long time ago. I think、mm-hmm. Kitty began to explain that one is on the the mainland portion geographically. Yeah, but, so, but yeah. now Hong Kong is like one part of China anyway. So well, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to the protests? It kind of just fell off of Facebook. Yeah, it kind of fell off、Facebook. because I think the <laughs> so、um, all your news, all my news, <laughs> majority of it. I it do, is, it is true. Me too. I, I notice what's、uh, the right side where it's trending. <laughs> <laughs> trending. Yes. Yes. Like I,、uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there. You know, I think the elections went on, right? I, I'm gonna Google it. I'm going to look up I, and see what happens. I don't keep up with Hong、yeah. Kong news, unfortunately.、Really? How long、I、have、know. you been here in the U.S., Kitty? Oh, like most. Most of my life, I, I came here as a baby.、So、oh, okay, like, all right. You're、yeah. not like me and Yin, where we have a we're interested in where we came from all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, I came here when I was three. I was pretty much still a toddler, so I was like、yeah. a baby. So I, I am very interested. You know, it's like I used to go back every summer, mostly to learn dance. The arts and culture really got me reengaged with my, and of <laughs> course, I was forced to go to Chinese school every Saturday. But Chinese school, <laughs> I'm pretty sure most Asian kids with first generation parents are forced to go to Chinese school, or Asian language school of some sort. Unfortunately, I did not go、really? to Chinese school,、no. and I look back at it and I think I should have done that. Do you speak Chinese though?、Uh, I can speak a little bit of Cantonese, and I understand more than I can speak. I see. So now, was it an option for you, and you just said you didn't want to go, or? Um, I think maybe um the reason why is because of my. Uh, father actually had to go back to Hong Kong,、oh, okay. so my mom was basically raising me up、um, 
most of my childhood as a, a single parent. Okay. She like, got busy. So yeah, busy. so she's busy. So they forgot. You, you're lucky, you escaped. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Johnny we used were, to run I away. Know. I remember. remember? Johnny, Johnny, Johnny used to school. run away from Chinese school. That's not, no, that yeah. was his actual school. <laughs> He's giving you a look. I <laughs> yeah. see him over your shoulder right Uh-oh. now. Uh oh. The ghost hose. The ghost emerged. disappearing. Emerged. <laughs> uh oh. He's coming for you. Yeah. You better run. <laughs> oh, I can see it. I can see it. But um, but yeah, most of us are forced to go. So, but uh, uh, one question for you, Kitty. Um, yeah. you're you're a social worker right now, right? Yes. Does does the cases have a heavy emotional toll on you? Because I know a lot of social workers, and they tell me, but not Asian social workers, and they tell me that it's really heavy when they they do case to case on a daily basis, Monday to Friday. Yeah. And it stresses them a bit, and they tell me different ways of how. Um, they distress. So you as an Asian, does this affect you? Definitely. I. Um, it's very hard for me not to keep myself from being in that situation with them and thinking about, okay, well, I, I, I have to get out of that idea that I'm going to solve everything yeah. I, or I can solve everything. And um, I think um, I think I have. I need to everyone every social worker needs to make their set their boundaries like um you know especially working hours and after work hours of course like um there there's times when someone needs uh some emergency shelter let's say and it's you know after work hours I will help them or get someone to help them or refer them out um but if it's some you kind of have to understand what is like an emergency emergency and what can wait until tomorrow yeah <laughs> yeah i think those those were lines that were hard for me at the beginning so because uh, absolutely i mean if, if somebody really needs your help and you know what situation they're coming from it's hard to say no yeah it's really hard, <laughs> really hard to say no it's really hard but is there any advice you can give uh, other social workers Perhaps. Advice I would give other social workers besides you know just drawing a line, but like a day to day advice, sort of. Yeah, self care is very important. Okay. Um. So, for me, I need I need a lot of sleep. So I, <laughs> I kind of I, I know it sounds bad. I I try to sleep early. I try to sleep at ten o'clock. Believe me, you need a lot of sleep too. I and need, me too. I, I don't sleep. <laughs> yeah. See, you know, I you guys are younger than me. I'm sure. Oh no. So <laughs> so. Uh, I need I need a lot of sleep. I've been sleeping at uh, five a.m. to six a.m. for the past three weeks. Oh my gosh! See, I could not function like that. Wait, Alex, are you saying you only get one hour of sleep between five a.m. to six a.m.? No, I've been sleeping, starting to sleep. Yeah, me too. Five a.m. to six a.m. <laughs> I've been binge watching, and then I oh, realized, oh my me. god, I don't want to sleep when the sun is up. So I've I try been, to. <laughs> I've been busy on my computer, so yeah, but um, but enough about that. Uh, let's talk more about you. Uh, do you cook? I try to cook, especially because it saves money. Oh, I see. Because yeah. we were going to ask if you would cook for us. <laughs> oh, yes, that's well, right. You, know, you should ask my parents. They have a Chinese restaurant, so oh, they're really? much better. <laughs> What's the restaurant? It's called Taiwa Chinese Restaurant. It's in Streetsboro. Streetsboro. Oh, where's that oh. at? They just moved from Hudson to Streetsboro. Interesting. It's... um. I think it's closer to Kent area. Yeah, but yeah. Promote okay. your restaurant. Where is it at? Yeah. And what's their hours and what's their specialty? Oh, okay. I don't know the exact address. <laughs> or it's Great. like State Route Fifty Nine or something. Oh, I know and, where that is. Yeah, uh, I went to Kent, so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's um, very near Applebee's, which they frequent. Yes. 
I love Applebee's. Yes. So yes. maybe next time I'll, when I go see my friends, be like, let's not do Applebee's. Let's do Taiwan. Yeah. So. Taiwan. 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 Mm-hmm. So Taiwan is the name of the restaurant. Those of you who are in Kent. T-A-I-W-A-H. Correct. Yeah, I can spell. Very good. <laughs> you know your restaurants. Yes. What does wa mean in Chinese? Huh? I see. Pre- King or, wa, li wa. What's I think wa? it means people. But I think wa um, is taken from my father's father's name, so oh. I'm not sure what it means. Oh. So If it's the one I'm thinking about, I think it means of the people. Because that my brother's named that. And then, mm. okay, we have this really bad joke in my family. Because our family name means soup. Uh, <laughs> it's tongue. People soup. Yeah. And then my first name, or my given name, means like to, to read or to sing or to make things up with words. Um, I'm alphabet soup. And my sister, <laughs> her name means simple or simplicity. So we call her instant noodle soup. <laughs> so my brother, his name means of the people. So his nickname is cannibal soup. No wonder your brother's big. He eats cannibal soup. Oh my gosh. Yeah, my brother's kind of a. A big guy. Uh, yeah, I almost said hunky, but really I meant chunky. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he's not. He's okay. He's he's Edward. So, um, but hasn't anyway. eaten so any people yet. You're talking about him on probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've warned him before. So <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really care. And for those of you who frequent the Cleveland Asian Festival, I would say more than half the time the guy in the panda don't suit reveal. Is <laughs> oh, uh, uh, you didn't hear that because Alex <laughs> shouted over it. No spoilers. Yeah. Never mind. So those of you who go to Cleveland Nation Festival, there's say a panda hi there. Say panda. Yeah, say hi to the panda. <laughs> the dancing panda. Give him the nuts. <laughs> no, he eats bamboo. He doesn't eat nuts. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. He eats uh, bamboo. You're thinking about monkeys in China. Yeah. I yeah. used to feed them peanuts when I go to An China. elephant. An elephant, yes, yes. <laughs> working for peanuts. But anyway, Kitty, what is your favorite Asian dish? My favorite Asian dish. Yes, just oh one. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's I know. so hard, I guys. know. It's always the hardest, simple, yet the hardest question that we ever ask. Favorite Asian dish? Um, I like um, oh gosh, I get I like lap. It's like um, you can get it in a Thai restaurant or like I think Vietnamese or Hmong. What's that again? Lap L A R B. Oh, I've never had it before. What what what's in it? Yeah, describe um, it because we're both are clueless. <laughs> it's really good. It's um like minced meat, uh, usually pork or chicken. Uh, I think they use lemongrass, mm. um, like nice. lime juice. Um, Is it soury? Huh? Yeah, soury, spicy. So I think it's very Thai flavor, like Thai flavors. Mm. So and some sweetness to it too. So sweet. L A R B. So sweet and sour. So you would we would find it in like Thai and Vietnamese restaurants. Yeah, we're saying. Yeah, L A R B. And then Cambodian restaurants, I think, also awesome. And yeah, uh, DJ Lexicon. How about you? Oh, uh, my favorite. Yeah, I know. It's, I know. I, I've said pho for the last year, but I think I'm going back to sushi now. I really love pho. You're going but to sushi, I, but I, I, I love sushi too. So They're I'm all different, I'm though. Exactly. This is a hard question. Like it's a very hard su- question yes. because so wide. are you supposed to? root for your um, oh, cultural background yeah. food or are you supposed to root for Asian food that's really well, really good I'm not Vietnamese or Japanese and I like pho, pho. and sushi so <laughs> um, I do like um, Chinese egg noodles mm. and sashimi pan fried sashimi is good yeah, not pan fried but soup soup oh, egg noodle yeah. soup you know like beef uh, briskets oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. I really thought about even though it took me just a short time but I really keep going to that egg noodle soup but um 
Wonton Gourmet? Wonton Gourmet. Because I've been eating there for the past 24, 23 years. I went to, well, even before oh they gosh, were wonton gourmet. Even before they were wonton gourmet. Oh, they were Wong. When Yin was six years old. Wong <laughs> something. Right? It was New Wong's or something. Yeah, like New Wong's, but even before New Wong's. Oh, yeah. before New Wong's. Even the old Wong's. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Happy Mouth Good Luck. That's what it was called. Yes. Is it that how they answer the phone? Uh, no, no. That's oh. the direct translation of the Chinese characters oh. that it used to be called. But I, I don't know what its English name was. I don't know if they had an English name back then. No, it's Have just a Chinese symbol, and it's very shady and dark inside. It was. It's like out like, of a Chinese movie, Chinese yeah, kung fu yeah, movie. Yeah, they had like Cantonese movies playing on this like a, like a VHS tape and like a VCR, and they played Cantonese movies all the there time. Were, there were no English signs on the, the walls. And the menus were on, Chinese, on the wall Chinese. in oh, like busy. Chinese. You know what? Some it was and it wasn't. I think it depended on when you went. But I was a child, so I I don't really remember. Yeah, I, I they used to be open until two in the morning because I remember in college. Really? Yeah, that's huh. that's our go to place from twelve to two, and okay. uh, we've ordered from the walls without knowing what it is, <laughs> and we just waited what came to our table. But you know what? It was funny because sometimes the food was really great, and it sometimes is. the food was not really great. No, it was it's a hit or miss. Yeah. Because I brought my Taiwanese friends and Chinese friends, and I let them order it, so they speak in Chinese, because I bring them because I know they know the good food. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, that sounds like an adventure. It I'm is. go check it out. Like... I don't know. Aaron said he wasn't really happy the one time no. he went, but then my brother brought us some fruit from there, and Aaron really liked it. See. So I think it's still hit or miss. <laughs> Nowadays, though, all their menu items have pictures on the wall. Oh, really? Everything Aww. have pictures. I kind of liked it because I, I like it too. Because now I, I know what it is. Right. You know, I've never been to like Canton or South. I mean, Canton, China, like Guangdong. But I've, I've never been there, but I've seen movies from that area, and I love, like, when you would go to a restaurant, in, in the movies, of course, how they actually had the bamboo panels with the, the menus on the walls. That's how it looked like And before. they did that with rice paper at this place, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm in a movie. You know, being a little kid and everything, you think you're in I a know. movie. I know. When, when I first went there, I was expecting <laughs> a, a kung fu fight. Yeah. I was expecting a kung fu fight to break out anytime. <laughs> you know, if you went there in college, I'm surprised you didn't do it while you were inebriated. Or have you, and you just forgotten? Maybe I forgot. Yes. Well, I remember my my uh, friends in the dorm knocking at my door at twelve. I usually lock my door if I'm doing a program, doing my computer science program. But they just kept knocking until I open it, and because I, I was one of the few who had car a car then. So. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. So don't tell your friends. Yeah. You so it fit like ten people in a small Toyota Celica. So. You had a Celica. <laughs> yeah, the old the two ones? door Celica, ninety one. Wow. Well, at least they had a back seat. The reason I bought my car is because there was only one passenger. Seat. No, no, my back seat was bigger than yours. <laughs> I don't have a back seat. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I'm like, you can go in the trunk, <laughs> but that's not safe. So yeah, it, it was. Those are fun times. Good yes, times. Good absolutely. Times. But, um, well, ladies and gentlemen, we are at the top of our hour. We'd like to thank you again for tuning in to Asia Town Voice. And thank you, Kitty, for coming in and doing, doing the interview with us. Thanks for having me. Again, we're fast approaching our 100th episode. I wow. Know. I was telling Johnny, what are we going to do? I think we're going to throw a little party. Probably have food somewhere. Maybe uh, Maybe that party ten. should be the broadcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could do a live broadcast of our party. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. Definitely. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll catch you for the New Year's Eve episode. Bye. 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 Did I say New Year's Eve episode? Yes, you did. We'll catch you for the New Year's episode. <laughs>